OpenServe, South Africa's largest broadband infrastructure provider, is proudly connecting you with this podcast. OpenServe understands the importance of connectivity for businesses, large and small, and for the people of South Africa, because a connected home or business is where all the right connections happen. Visit our website at openserve.co.za or connect with us on LinkedIn or Facebook to see how we are connecting South Africa and beyond to our high-speed broadband infrastructure. Welcome to the OpenServe podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Lennington, and in this series, I'll introduce you to various industry experts in the field of data connectivity. They'll share their valuable knowledge with me and give us in-depth insights into the world of fiber internet connectivity. The various episodes promise to be current, relevant, interesting, fun, and entertaining. Hit the subscribe button on your preferred platform and make sure you don't miss out on a single episode. In this episode, we'll touch on some of the problems that you may face when it comes to keeping your internet connection stable. We're also going to touch on one of my favorite pastimes, which is gaming. So whether you're looking to keep that all-important internet connection up and running, or you'd like to find out the best connection needed for online gaming, we'll look no further as I'd like to introduce you to one of my favorite tech and gaming journalists, Marco Cocomelo. Hello guys, thanks for, thanks for having me, Daryl. How are you doing today? Good, thank you. And it's such a pleasure having you on this podcast today. It's, it's fantastic for you to join. Yes, no, thanks for having me. It's always fun to talk about gaming and internet and all that stuff, you know. Yeah, so talking about that, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do now and how long have you been in the tech and gaming space? Oh, gosh, that's a old. I feel so old when people ask me this question. I've been, I've probably been in it for like, I would say five years or six years because, you know, 2020 didn't happen, but you sort of counted as a year. So I'd say six years. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm in the gaming media scene. I wouldn't say I'm like a gaming journalist to a certain extent. Like I run a, a brand called Glitch where it's like a site, like a blog. I have a YouTube channel, share gaming news and put video reviews up and review tech and run social media campaigns and, you know, all that cool sort of stuff. So if you online and you love like the geek pop culture gaming tech world, then you should be following the page so you can see what happens in the world of that, you know. Yeah, that's great. I think we're we're both in the same space as well. I've been doing it for about 11, 12 years now. And mm. it's, it's just nice to see uh, publications, especially like yours, grow. So Glitch, Glitch is amazing. The content's fantastic. And I know that you know your way around the internet connection and probably how to fix a router. So we'll jump into that. Um, so what I want to discuss is fibers hit South Africa at a rapid pace, but sometimes that all-important router never works. Could you let us know how this affects you on a personal level? And I think beyond beyond it's personal because it interrupts my work, but at the same time, I live on a big property. We live on like a big Italian villa property, so everybody uses one internet. So we have like my grandma that lives in a cottage, my brother that lives in a cottage. So beyond me trying to work with the internet, it's also all these people chowing the internet at the same time. So when it uh, never works, I think you have to put up with not only not being able to work because you need the internet, but also like the bad moods in the household. Like you just kind of see it on that person's face when they walk past and you're like, what's wrong? Oh no, the internet is down again. 
you know, and you just, you feel so responsible for that because you pay for the internet and they kind of make it seem like you are the tech support. And I'm sure you have it as well. You know, you all, we all have that family member that's, you know, that very techie person. And when something happens with the tech, it's kind of your fault that it's happening and you should fix it because it's your responsibility. Meanwhile, like, it's not your job. But, um, you know, on my, on my personal level, that's how it affects, like, my um, reputation in the household, I would say, because I'll get into trouble when the internet's not down. Meanwhile, it's not really my fault. <laughs> yeah, we, we kind of have the same issue here. As soon as the router goes down, everyone's like, Daryl, what are you doing and how do we fix it? So, yeah. so that, that brings up my next question. How have you overcome an internet outage? Are there any secret tricks that you use to get your router up and running and at full speed? Oh, gosh. I think there's so many ways you could go about it. I mean, one, one way is to just be that person and, like, spam your provider and say, guys, what's happening with the internet? You know, is it down? You know, because most of the time it's on their side. You can always do the troubleshooting of restarting the modem and redoing. I mean, at one stage, I actually, I was, I was so fed up with the internet being slow that I actually reset the, all the routers back to like default and I reset up all the Wi-Fi passwords because I was paranoid that the neighbors were on the internet now because I was like, nobody is using the internet yet, but so why is it so slow? So, I mean, I, I highly recommend doing that like once a year or every two years, kind of reset your Wi-Fi passwords, change your Wi-Fi names reset your password to something new just to kind of give it like that refresh because there's so many things in connected to your house in, in your household to the internet as well that sometimes you can't keep track things are on standby you have like a, an ipad that you haven't used in like a week that's also connected to that sort of thing um so sometimes you think it's an outage but it's more just like all these devices sort of chowing all your speed away um but if there's any special secret tricks that you could use uh I would say just be patient, get your mobile data going, even though we know it's a cost of fortune. Yeah. And try and, and, and if you're using mobile data for work, don't load YouTube videos. Try and um, use a little, as little data as possible. Don't go on Facebook. Just literally sit there and work what you have to do. Reply to emails because data is expensive, I think. I think that's probably my, my secret trick is always have data on the go on your phone so you can hotspot but be careful how you use it. Yeah, because uh, streaming services like YouTube, Netflix, that sort of thing, they do take up quite a bit of bandwidth, right? Yeah, no, for sure. I think, you know, you don't realize that because, especially if you're living in a fiber household, you know, you, you just take it for granted that you load up a YouTube and it loads at like 4K or whatever on your TV, on your smartphone. But when you don't have that fiber, you kind of, you know, you realize how big those files are and like one gig of data that costs like whatever 80 rand or 100 rand can last just like a few minutes by watching one episode of like an hd episode of a series on netflix for example mm. so let's talk about routers uh, so you mentioned uh, people hijacking your connection that sort of thing so to prevent this type of thing what type of routers would you recommend for say for instance normal browsing as well as online gaming i think i think uh, you know we're moving into the age of wi-fi 6 has become very popular now i think any new smartphone or laptop or gaming console you buy these days has wi-fi 6 so i think um invest in a good wi-fi 6 modem because it really the performance is insane compared to the one you know the step below that 
you you definitely notice it's it's not it doesn't only like improve your speed of downloads and workflow but it's also a lot more reliable you there's a lot less packet loss when you're using this sort of thing so it's probably like the next best thing to using a lan uh, but if you don't have a lan you can use a wi-fi 6. so i always recommend looking for investing in an expensive router that's got wi-fi 6 because even if you haven't got like a notebook or a smartphone that has the tech yet you will one day so you might as well just get that going now um I definitely feel the advantage of it in my household uh, using a, a modem with this tech with this technology because it's just it makes life easier. Things don't disconnect so much. Things run at full speed. So you don't have to be like, why am I downloading a game now and it was going so much faster on the LAN, but now it's so much slower because the speed on Wi-Fi six is that level. You know, you get that sort of performance out of it or max out your internet speed. Mm. So I definitely recommend modems with Wi-Fi six. Yeah. So with Wi-Fi 6, what sort of speeds would you guess? Um, I mean, I, I have a 200 meg uh, fiber line, so I, it maxes out for me, but it will depend on the congestion of your internet, on your, on your network as well. Um, I'm, not, I'm not entirely sure how, what the speed caps at, but it would be, it would be better, it would be higher than the 50 meg um, uh, normal 2.4G and then the 250 meg 5G. So it would be much better than that. So any any household with uh, with a 200 meg, 100 meg fiber line would would max out that speed because obviously your internet's not going to go faster than the Wi-Fi network. You know, if you understand what I'm saying. But it's not it's not just about the speed. It's about having that uh, stability when it comes to using your internet at home. Yeah. So how does one identify a Wi-Fi six router when walking into a store? Uh, I think you look for something with, I mean, a lot of the branding does say Wi-Fi 6. A lot of them says dual band. Um, I know I use a specific modem that's built for gaming. Um, it's got like a dual band. So the, the Wi-Fi signals combine together. So it automatically knows if you your device supports Wi-Fi 6, you connect to that network. If it supports 5 gigahertz, you connect to that one. And there's not, and when you're scanning for the signals, there isn't three uh, different names. It's all under one name. So it also helps keep keep your your signals um not not as congested as say running three different wi-fi uh outputs of like 2.45 gigahertz wi-fi 6 sort of thing so you would just look for something with the wi-fi 6 i think it's 8.11211 8 ng it's the highest grade at the moment on the market Okay, so that's definitely something to look at in stores if you are looking for a Wi-Fi 6 router to complement your your setup, whether it's for gaming or business needs. Now, let, let's talk about Glitch. Uh, what type of hosting services do you use? Uh, I use a few. Hey, I mean, it's quite a big site, so I need to I use a hosting service that uh, I upload my images too, so that when someone loads the, the site or a web page, the images are served from that network, so it helps speed up the loading process of the page. I also have my server hosted on one place. Uh, my internet, I mean, the internet at home, um, I work from home, so that's that's what runs Glitch technically, because when I'm doing YouTube videos, I use that to upload all my YouTube videos to the, to the uh, servers. Um, I use, it's, it's various, hey, I would say, I use about four different services for different hosting things. You get the server hosting for the site. You get the, it's called the content delivery network where they host your images for you and it drastically speeds up your site. 
And then a few other things like plugins and all that stuff. It, it really, you know, if you're going into like a website like mine or like any sort of website, you actually don't realize how many, how many hosting services you need just to make the site run smoothly. And the bigger you get, the more complicated things get and the more it slows down and you're like, okay, well, I have to speed it up. So let's find somebody that can deliver this package or these style sheets to my readers so that they don't have to load it locally. So it loads much faster. Hmm. Uh, that's some great advice there as well. So I visit Glitch daily. I absolutely love the content that you push. And Thank you. For, from my point of view, the site loads really well. So that's some fantastic advice from you, Marco. Thank you for that. Thanks. It has its days. It has its days where I'm like, why is it so slow? And then I've got to sit and troubleshoot it. And it's tough sometimes. I mean, technology is not always on your side. I'm sure you know this. Yeah, exactly. I've had my router drop on me quite a few times. And it's yeah. it's not the best thing, especially when you're also hosting a website, uh, like I do as well. So hosting, hosting is very important when it comes to that all important internet connection. So moving on, as an avid gamer and highly respected journalist, what type of internet connection would be sufficient to play online games in South Africa? I think, um, you know, you could really get away with like a bare minimum of like a 10 meg father line. But, you know, you're always playing games, online games is one thing, but an online game is a very demanding experience when it comes to how much data you need to download all the time and the updates. I mean, I play a lot of um, online games and I know that they're forever needing updates, massive updates, massive files. So if you ever, if you ever don't, if you're impatient, I mean, I'm sure the faster the internet, the more impatient you get. So if you're impatient and you're like, okay, well, I've got a new game and now it's gonna take like a day to download, that, that would drive me crazy. Honestly, it would drive me crazy. And especially, you know, when you're reviewing games and you're getting a game before it comes out, and you're like, oh, okay, I'm gonna can't wait to play this game. It's one of my most anticipated games of the year. And then like you start the download and I remember having like a five megabyte line for the longest time, because I had ADSL in my area for the longest time, hey? Uh, it was, I probably only had, I've only had five for like four years now. So before that, it was ADSL. Now imagine downloading like a 60 gig game with like a five megabyte or it was four megabyte ADSL line, <laughs> painful. So um, I would just recommend, you know, you get anything that can fit your budget, try get an uncapped line, never go for anything capped uh, because it will, it will, it's a problem. You know, online gaming uses a lot of data. There's a lot of transferring up and down. Before you know it, you've hit your cap. Make sure you're aware of your fair usage policy with your provider as well. Make sure that they, they don't, hide away the fact that if you use so much data because it's uncapped that they shape you because that can also be a problem down the line i've had issues in the past with that um and just make sure that it's it's fast enough and you can keep you keep your games updated and um, i mean speed is one thing but you know online gaming only requires like a like a five megabyte actual connection to play the game um and no matter how fast your internet is your ping is going to be always the same depending on which server you're connecting to it all boils down to, um, you know, if you're in South Africa and you're connecting to EU servers, then you're going to get like a 180 millisecond ping. Even if you're running on like a one gig line, there's nothing you can do about that. So I think look more for how fast the internet is to download my updates and how much cap I have to play these games more than, you know, can 10 meg run my game because it can. It, it, you'll be able to do it with half that speed. 
Mm. So I've got a one gig line because I am one of those impatient people who can't wait to <laughs> download stuff. So also on the, the review side and just purchasing games online, um, it's having a one gig down and 100 up line. It's I can literally start my download, go make a cup of coffee, come back and start playing yeah. it's 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 amazing what fiber's done for us over the past few years as well but and and even and even um i think you would also back me up saying that how how it changes everything you do in your house and everything your entire life you know drastically changed when fiber arrived like you 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 connect to this world where everything around you is now connected at a very fast speed you get, you start to rely on smart TVs that can stream stuff very quickly. I mean, I've tossed my Explorer out because I don't use that. I use now DSTV now that streams only online um, and it uses an app. So you don't need like that Explorer box anymore. Um, all my Apple devices are connected. It's you, you, you just become so um, connected and it's, you, you don't actually realize it until you sit back, you're like, you know, I don't know. I don't think my house would actually, I feel like sometimes my electricity won't turn on if I didn't have internet in my house you understand what i'm saying that's how how drastically it changes a, a household and it's so important that households get connected to fiber because it opens up so many doors for education and research and even like parents um, discovering new ways to stream content and you know you can just go on youtube and watch something you want and these things never happened before well they did but they were probably very slow which meant you know your mom would would be impatient to watch something because she would be like why is this video looking so bad on youtube but, uh, i was saying but now it's a completely different landscape to what we used to be in back say like a few years ago everything is connected now in the household and fiber elevates so many people and people's lives around you in the household the fast and reliable broadband network from OpenServe makes content streaming like listening to this podcast browsing and interacting hassle-free Find out more at openserve.co.za and download the OpenServe Connect app from your app store. Yeah, I, I can agree there. So what I have in my home setup, as we discussed in our previous podcast as well, is I've got a very connected home. So I've got your, your smart devices, smart lights, that sort of thing. Yes, it eats up a bit of bandwidth as well. But having a solid fiber connection, um, before I can even ask my assistant on my phone to say, for instance, switch my office lights on, then it's already on before the assistant actually yeah. comes back to me. So having that speed definitely helps me in that way. Um, so do you have any smart devices around the house? speakers and you know if i if i have i mean i have issues with my when my nieces come visit they're all on youtube and they're like sending all these annoying youtube kids videos to my tv when i'm trying to play games like i'll be literally in the middle of like a boss fight and it would be like oh youtube kids let's watch some roblox and like kids unboxing stuff you know how the kids are these days that's what they watch on youtube so all the tvs are connected to the network so that's like also lets you just air send stuff to the TVs and you don't have to pick up the remote anymore to do that. Uh, I have like a very strong Apple ecosystem where I can work on one device and pick it up on the next device. Some of my lights are also powered on Wi-Fi, so I can change the color. Um, I can increase the brightness. I can have it to turn off. 
I can have if I feel like if I'm in a bad mood I can change all the lights to like a to like a, a red sort of like sunset and it and it sort of like pulses and it calms me down you know that sort of thing if you had to say to somebody 10 years ago I am going to have lights one day that like calm me down because they're connected to the wi-fi and I can control them on an app they would have thought you crazy but that's the life we're living with at now yeah exactly so Let's move back to internet outages uh, because obviously we use those devices on a daily basis. So would you recommend the use of a UPS or an inverter to keep your line up and running? Oh, definitely. I, I've invested in, a, in a, um, a battery pack for a modem and it lasts about five hours. Uh, and I, I, can't, I can't live without it. I mean, I have a lot of, I have a lot of power outages um, beyond beyond internet outages, I have less power more than I have power, to be honest. So that sort of thing is a big savior as well. And I'm sure load shedding, everybody knows that word load shedding. And, you know, as much as we try to deny it, it will be back soon, sooner than we think. And just to have that ease of mind of saying, well, I've got a battery pack that I can connect to my modem and my fiber box. And even if it lasts four hours, it's four hours of load shedding. And the fact that you can like have your laptop or your phone or your iPad, and you can watch something on your on your internet without power. It's like really a godsend just to know that, oh, I don't have to like go download stuff before the power goes out, or I don't have to rely on the um, electricity to like, you just charge everything that you want, and then you plug your battery in and there's your internet. And, uh, and it makes you, and after those four hours fly by so much faster when you have something to do on it, even like playing Nintendo Switch, I can play online if I have my internet powered. You know what I mean? Whereas before I'd be, okay, I, can, I can't play online. So I can join my hunts on Monster Hunter and I can play Mario Party online even if I've got no power because of a battery pack. So I highly recommend it. Um, you, it really makes load shedding and just power outages like a saving here. Yeah, so we picked up sort of like a inverter. It's it's very large and could possibly power my entire neighborhood. Uh, <laughs> so that's what I tell most people. Uh, so yeah, definitely UPS or inverter. It's definitely something that you need to invest in when it comes yeah. to keeping that internet uh, stable and online and just to keep life flowing at the end of the day and they're not that costly to be honest i mean you can get if you're just looking for a battery for the modem you can get like just a battery pack for like a thousand rand and it, and it lasts for i think the longest mines lasted is, is five hours because they have different voltage settings and you can just put on the lowest and then you just connect to like the 2.4 gigahertz connection because you try to disable the five gigahertz to save some battery power as well and then it lasts like five hours, and you know, that's like a thousand rand. And that's a thousand rand that you're keeping in your house for whenever power goes out and whenever load shedding kicks in. And it will happen. So, yeah. So, just on 2.4 and 5 gigahertz connections. Uh, so, basically, what those are used for is your 2.4 gigahertz connection would be for devices more at a distance whereas in five gigahertz would be for those closer up to the router as well uh do you do you notice any speed differences between the two i know that 2.4 is slightly slower and five gigahertz is faster but there's still that that field of uh range basically when it comes to both yeah. bands yes no definitely um 
5, 2.4 gigahertz is a very old uh, technology when it comes, it was like one of the first Wi-Fi techs that come out. So things are slow there. It does provide the better range, but you know, it's you, I mean, I, I, I have issues, say my phone connects to like a 2.4, cause I've got a like across the property, just so we've got like a blanket of internet everywhere, but some of them are 2.4 modems. So sometimes when I connect to them, I'll have issues where, um, it's a bit slower. You'll notice you, your YouTube won't automatically, like on the app, won't automatically switch to like 1080p. It will be 720p just because it picks up that it's running at a specific speed. Um, it, the signal band is better. You won't get greater signal and, better, and stronger signal with 2.4, but the speed is is not as great. It's only like 52 megabytes per second, so it's not fantastic. Uh, you would want five, five gigahertz if you really want to get the best like streaming or the best gaming performance out of it but it does come with the cost of uh weaker signal it's not drastically bad i think any like newer mod modems will be able to uh, provide fantastic signal on five gigahertz but if you're going for like a modem between like a thousand and two thousand rand you're going to get modems that kind of limit you to say like a room and or two or three rooms where around where it is plugged in I mean, it's going to have issues sort of penetrating second story floors as well. So you just have to weigh it up. I mean, I always say at the end of the day, um, get multiple modems and wire them into your household. It's always, it's always a save. It's always a saving grace compared to having to, oh, well, the modems upstairs, downstairs, but I can't connect. You know what I mean? Uh, more modems is much better than having one modem on 2.4. You could yeah. be able to use five gigahertz on like three modems scattered around a household. That's fantastic advice there. Uh, what I want to do now is I just want to discuss uh, your household. So you have a number of individuals connected to the same router. Does this affect your network? Uh, say, for instance, you're gaming, someone's using a streaming service. How does this affect the overall quality of what you're experiencing? It actually does. Um, unfortunately, it's just part of life where you know, we the way a network is set up in a house that you have your fiber box that connects to a modem and then that modem splits up and wherever that modem splits up is where it's going to be connected to. So we have the fiber box and the modem and that modem is split up to four other modems on the property. So sometimes when it's like raining and sometimes when um, everybody's around and everybody's on their phones and watching YouTube, it does sort of, you can, you can feel it, you know, especially when I'm downloading something on like the PlayStation Network, I'll notice the speeds are a bit slow or I'm watching something on Netflix and uh, it starts to get blocky. Even if we you are on like a 200 meg line, um, it, it's just, it's, it gets congested, it gets very busy. So um, I, what I've done is like, um, so my nieces, they watch YouTube on their phones and they have got, they've got like oldish phones, so they're not like the latest stuff. So I've kind of like their modem that they use, I've kept the port on their modem to 10 megs. So, they are only going to be watching YouTube at 720p and they don't need anything more. So you can just find clever ways to kind of um, say, well, you know, that person might not need that speed. So you just lower it a bit. So it doesn't, it doesn't suck as much life out of the modem as, as say your gaming that actually needs that demanding speed or that just to download the game or play online. Yeah. So there are various different ways that you can cap users in a way. Yes, definitely. I think um, you you know you can be clever about it. You can control your uh, your you can you can add RP filters on. So if you 
it, I mean, it takes a while, especially if you've got a house with like dozens of, of accessories and dozens of smart devices. But you could go and say, well, this IP belongs to, say, an iPad or a MacBook. And I know that that MacBook just surfs the net. So, and it's like my mom's or like my grand's or something, and they don't need high speeds. Well, then you could just go and like shape that so that it doesn't demand too much internet, too many resources as well. Uh, it, it will make, I mean, it's, it's a timely thing, but um, in the long run, when you really need the internet to work or to play games or download something, you know that your niece's phone will play YouTube with an HD screen isn't trying to uh, load a YouTube video in 4K and using resources that you don't need. All right. That's some good advice. Thanks for that. Marco, how do people get hold of you? So tell us a little bit about your social media feed, your websites. Give us all the details. Yeah, so I am, uh, you can find me at Marco Cocomelo uh, on all the platforms. I just, I recently just switched over because I was like, people know my name and surname. So let me just change everything to Marco Cocomelo. So you can just find me on Twitter at Marco Cocomelo and Instagram at Marco Cocomelo and Facebook, Marco Cocomelo. Um, and then if you want to catch up on gaming stuff, you can just go to glitch.online um, or you can just find Glitch on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. So, yeah, I think that's that's everything. Yeah, we, we do the gaming news on the site. I mean, the site's the hub of everything. And then you can just see what I'm sharing there every day. And when reviews go up, we'll be able to see reviews. And when we do YouTubes, you can just check it out. It also goes up on the site and in the YouTube channel. So just stay up to date with kind of like the socials just so you can kind of keep up to date what's happening. Awesome stuff. Thanks for that info. And thanks for joining me on the OpenServe podcast, Marco. It's been an absolute pleasure having you here today. Thank you for having me. Yes, definitely. And I am um, just game, have happy gaming and try to get Wi-Fi 6 modems, I guess. That's my advice. So, yeah, if you want to listen to the OpenServe podcast, feel free to hit that like button on Facebook and we'll definitely share all the links and details with yourself as well as our listeners uh, when we do post this episode. So thank you once again, Marco, for everything. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Connecting you to this podcast is just one way which OpenServe is connecting South Africans to a better life. Join our broadband network today by visiting our website at openserve.co.za and download the OpenServe Connect app from your app store.